David Hevener TV. Hey everybody, <clears throat> welcome to David Hevener TV. Are we live? I'll let you know. Okay, let me know. Let me know when we're up and running. Because uh, when we get up and running, we're going to go boots hitting the ground. Okay, and Abe is uh, uh, now setting up Instagram here. And, uh, okay, and we're, is that, uh, are we on? Yeah. Hey, welcome everybody, to welcome to Instagram. <laughs> um, welcome to uh, the Sunday morning message this morning. And uh, let me know, Shanita, about David having her live, so I can go on to, um, uh, we're going to, uh, we're on David having her live. Welcome, everybody. Love you guys. Roku, Amazon, Facebook, um, uh, not, I'm sorry, not Facebook, Apple but uh, TV. Apple TV and um, Android TV, right? That's right. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> Amazon Fire. Uh, welcome, Instagram. And uh, let me know if we're still, um, if we're on David Heaven or Live this morning. Because um, I want to want to make sure that uh, <clears throat> we're on before I get started here. Um, let's see. Okay. Are we on? Can you tell? It says waiting for broadcast. Okay. Oh, yep. There you are. We are. Hey, everybody. We are now on David Heavener TV. Uh, welcome, Instagram. And uh, here we go. We're going uh, YouTube. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome this morning. This is uh, David. Welcome to the um, Sunday morning uh, message, I guess you could say. The message that God is going to uh, bring us this morning. We're here not to hear me yap or any of us. We're here to hear what God has to say. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, again, like I say, every morning um, about this time, around 11 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time a.m., um, we, um, it, it's like having a, um, a brick and mortar church. We wait for people to come in. Hello, Shelly, you're there. Welcome. Uh, the doors are open. There's a sign out that says, welcome, come here, the word of God. And so we're going to give it some time for people to come in before we kind of get rolling. So, um, I want to just welcome you guys. Welcome YouTube, uh, davidhevener.tv. Uh, Instagram, the different platforms that we're on. We will be on Facebook as an upload a little bit later on. So um, if you have someone trying to, uh, Eucalina, uh, Pastor Lee, welcome. Um, What's that? At the, at, at the lead. Uh, welcome, welcome. Um, and uh, I've got uh, Abraham at the other end of the table uh, pounding the keys over there. I can tell because the camera. It's like an earthquake. Uh, it just goes back and forth. We got Shanita in the room. Hi, Shanita. Hey, morning. Happy to be here. Welcome, got, everybody. Got Abraham. Morning, Abraham. All right. Abraham says good morning. I guess he hasn't had his cup of coffee this morning, but I'm having mine right here. My mug. My uh, last evangelist mug right there. Welcome, Shelly. Welcome, Pastor. Uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. Welcome. Uh, who else do we have in the room? Uh, who do we have on David Heavener TV? Welcome, everybody. 
Email us to let us know. Email us, let us know you're on DHTV, uh, admin at davidhevener.tv. Right. And let us know you're there. Welcome, Marjorie. And uh, let us know um, who you are and where you're from. And of course, we're going to take a prayer request later on today. Um, but again, we're waiting for people to, um, to come in off the street. Um, you know, it's like, I believe in these last days that God is using this platform, not necessarily this platform, though it is this platform, but other platforms online, okay, uh, the internet, because the devil uses it for pornography and for all of his dark stuff, but God is using this platform, this way of getting out to the world this morning. We're reaching thousands of people, I believe, to speak the word of God. God has something to say this morning that people need to hear. There's that earthquake again. Wow, the, the cameras go shaking when we get the ground shaking. You know, Shanita, it may not be an earthquake. It may be the power of God shaking the room. There you go. Um, Bring it on. <laughs> so, uh, but, so people need to hear the word of God. And people all over the world are tuning in this time in this place for an appointed, anointed meeting with God, with the Holy Spirit, to hear what God has to say. Now, isn't that exciting? To think that God is now speaking through mm -hmm. thousands of people across the world, through a platform, through a media. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, think about it. This is earth shattering because now God's message is now getting across, across the world. It's going into Pakistan. It's going into India. It's going into Australia into the UK, it's going into um, the Ukraine, going into all parts of Europe, uh, Asia, Asia, Shanita. We have people in Asia that have tuned in. Mm. Uh, it's it's uh, the Middle East, the Middle East. It's going across the Middle East. So welcome, everybody. God bless you. And when you see the camera shake, that's the power of God that is uh, operating here today. So I'm not sure if the power of God may need to, uh, 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 well, it's the power of God. He can do what he wants to if he wants to shake the table. Uh, meanwhile, Abraham, if it shakes too much, might have to just put that computer in your lap. Um, so anyway, um, welcome everybody. Welcome. Shanita, who do we have in the room? Anybody else? Um, we'll see. Okay. I want to say welcome to everybody. Thanks for being here. Yeah. We appreciate you. So it's the new year. I guess they celebrate the New Year all across the, the world, right? Happy New Year, everybody. Um, it's a new... Well, let me put it this way. It is a... Um, uh, it's, it's a new year. It's a new year. Man-made New Year. But my question is, is this a new year between you and God, between me and God? Mm. Is this a new year between you and God, between me and God? We have to pull away from the man-made system and go into God's system. That's my prayer for this man-made new year. My prayer for you and for me that we can pull out of the system out of the man-made system, 
and pull in to God's system. But how can we do that? How can we do that if religion, if religion has us brainwashed? We're going to talk about this. How does religion have us brainwashed? You know, when you're brainwashed, you don't know you're brainwashed, you just are. So here's my question to you. Do you love to tell the story? There's a song, Do You Love to Tell the Story? We're going to be singing that this morning and talking about it. Do you love to tell the story? I said, David, I... If it's a story of Jesus, yes, I do love to tell it. Well, the question is, are you telling the right story about the right Jesus, the correct Jesus? Now, I know you probably are, but when people are listening to you, are they listening to you thinking that they're listening to religion, to a counterfeit Jesus? We're going to talk about that. This is my question again. Are you, do you love to tell the story? We're going to talk about the story. And we're going to talk about your love for telling the story. And I pray, Father, let's go to the Lord in prayer that each and every one of us will walk out of here a different person than we walked in on a higher level with more understanding, more knowledge of what you have to say. We open ourselves up, Holy Spirit. Please guide us, direct us, counsel us, Give us the knowledge, the word of God in a way we've never heard it before. In Jesus' name, amen. If the last two years of your life was documented, if people were reading the last two years of your life in the Bible, let's say the Bible is being written, or has been written, and it's about the last two years of your life. Let's pick the last year, because we're going into a man-made new year. If they took the last year of your life, and they documented it, the things that happened in your life, the things you said, the places you went, the way you responded, the things you thought, the things that you did, if that was documented the last year of your life, the past year of your life, and people reading it in, in, a, in a Bible, in the Bible, would the people be inspired? Would they be bored? Or would they even be discouraged? Let me say that again. If the last year of your life was documented in the Bible as if it was a book in the Bible, I don't know, the book of Shanita, the book of Abraham, book of David, and it's the last year of my life of what I thought, the way I walked, the way I talked, the things I did. And people reading it, would they be inspired, bored, or even discouraged or disgusted? Think about that. And that is wrapped around, do you love to tell the story? Do you love to stand up for Jesus? Do you love... Jesus and defending Jesus more than offending man. This song, this Do You Love Tell Story. I want to read the first verse of it. 
I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longing as nothing else can do. Now, there's a lot in that verse. I'm going to talk about this. What story are you telling people when you meet them, your friends, people who you work with, your family? What story are you telling them? And do you love to tell that story? Does your love for telling the story of Jesus supersede the fear of getting persecuted, censored, a pushback that you will receive? And it all starts with the story. You say, David, I I don't get censored. I don't get pushed back. I don't get, really? What story are you telling? Because Jesus said, they hated me, they will hate you. You and you and me. He told the story of his father. Jesus was willing to take the hits to the point all the way to the cross. Because he told the story. And when he told the story, the demons shook. The pits of hell rattled. Religion was uprooted. Yeah. So when you tell the story, when you tell God's true story, there will be pushback. There will be ramifications. There will be. So if that's not happening to you, if that's not happening to me, then the question is, are we telling the story? Somebody said, Amen. Amen. So, Shanita, what do we have going on? Anybody? Uh... Yeah, we often have a lot of international viewers on Sunday mornings, so we really we have a special welcome to you. Thank you so Spe- much for being special here. Special welcome to the international uh, viewers this morning. Uh, you, you know what? Um, I forgot to bring my Kleenex because I just know. Oh, I got a rag right here. Let me have that. That's a good one right there. Because when I start crying, which probably is going to happen. I don't know about you guys, but when you start talking about God, do you ever start crying? Just talking about God? The tears come to your eyes. Just talking about, I get overwhelmed with the fact that God loves me despite what I have been, despite how I have behaved, how I have rejected Him, how I have shown unfaithful um obedience, but yet he was patient with me. He stood by me because he loves me so much and he loves you. Do you get overwhelmed with joy? Do you have tears in your eyes? I do. I'm either going to say some things this morning that's going to 
upset Satan or it's going to break God's heart. Let me say it again. What I'm about to say this morning, or I hope that God is saying through me, it's either going to make Satan mad or it's going to break God's heart. Which is it? Because I believe that I'm speaking the truth. And if God is speaking through us, it has to be the truth coming through us, to us and through us. Let's go to James uh, 2.19. People say, well, David, God. Church talks about God. Church talks about God. Religion talks about God. Really, James 2.19. Thou believest that there is one God? Church system, do you believe there's one God? Religious person, do you believe there's one God? <laughs> Thou dost well. The devils also believe and they tremble. Let me paraphrase it. If you are in the system of religion, if you go to an apostate church, and you're telling me it's okay that they don't speak 100% the truth, they believe in God, I'm saying big deal. The demons believe in one God. That's why they trembled. That's why when Jesus got nailed on the cross, that's why when he rose from the dead and offered his blood to the Father, that's why the gates of hell shook. There was a great earthquake in hell. The demons trembled. They knew it was the nail in their coffin. But are you telling the story about the real Jesus? Are you telling the story? Am I telling the story about the real Jesus? Church is right now preaching to God all over the country. It's New Year's, Sunday morning. They're, they're preaching a God. But is it the God of the Bible? Is it the true God? You see, with this God they preach, they need a Jesus. Because this God that they preach, they have created their own God, a false God, a fake God. In order to have a fake God, you must have a false Messiah. So they've created a false Jesus, a fake Jesus. One that will fulfill their agenda for worshiping their false God. But is this the God you speak of? This God of religion? Or is it the God that you speak of? Is that the God of truth? The true God? Like I said, we've been brainwashed through generations. Scripture says, I'm going to paraphrase this, that they came out from among us. Who came out from among us? The Antichrist said there's Antichrist among us right now. Did you know that? Walking around the face of the earth, walking through these churches, walking out on the street, walking through the malls, there are Antichrist in an Antichrist system. But many of these came out from among us. Came out from, what does that mean, among us? It came out from amongst the churches. Now this is many years ago, many generations ago. That's when they wrote this. 
They came out from among us. And since then, 2,000 years ago, they have multiplied like cockroaches. And they're crawling all over the place, infecting people with their apostate philosophy, their fake religion. And that's what people are getting brainwashed every Sunday and every Wednesday and whatever time they go into church. They listen to a fake Jesus. So David, what's, what's the fake Jesus? I mean, they believe in the God of the Bible and Jesus of the Bible. And what's, the fake, what's the fake about that? I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about it. Because since the God of religion, now listen, the God of religion, not relationship, the God of religion is based on religion, based on their philosophy, their control of mankind. That's what religion does. It controls mankind. They don't want the true God. They can't afford to have the true God. If they have the true God, they will be indicted. They will indict themselves. Let me explain this. Jesus died on the cross. Then he was resurrected. That's it, David. That's the story. Really? Is that the story? I think not. I think not that is the story. That is not the story. Let me finish it out. Apostate religion, fake churches, a fake. The fake churches who say they know God. They have a Jesus that died on the cross. They will talk about it. They have a Jesus that was resurrected. They will talk about it, especially on Easter morning. You got apostate churches all over the world celebrating Easter. And then they come up with this cute slogan of Resurrection Sunday. Makes me sick. Yeah, you pick a day's Resurrection Sunday. We're going to put on our hat and our nice clothes and we're going to go to church. Once a year. God will save us. He loves us because we go to church on Resurrection Sunday. Then you go out and you hide Easter eggs. Okay, so you have a fake Jesus, a fake God, a Jesus that died on the cross, a fake Jesus that was resurrected. You think Satan is not smart enough to come up with a fake Dying on the cross, a fake resurrection. Do you think he's not smart enough for that? Devil said, let's not start a new religion. Let's not start a new faith. Let's just take the faith that, that exists and let's pervert it. Yes, we tell the story of the cross and the resurrection. We do that. We tell the story of the real Jesus dying on the real cross and the real raising from the dead to the Father. We tell that. You and, I, you and I tell that story. Now, if you're listening for the first time, you've stumbled across this, and you say, who's this maniac yelling? Thank you, I'll take that. I'll take it. I'm a maniac. I'm crazy for Christ. Are you? But if you've stumbled across this for the first time, and you have been caught up in religion, or you think you know who God is, based upon a fake religious system, Now you know. God is calling you. He's chosen you. This is an appointed time for you. 
This isn't by accident and you stumble across this babbling maniac. But you see, in a fake counterfeit cross and Jesus, in a fake resurrection, it will always stop at a certain place. They can't go any further than that because they will indict themselves. If they stop at, if they continue on with the resurrection, after the res- what happens after the resurrection, they will indict themselves. They will indict themselves. Because what happened, what, what does it take, what is the difference, what line is drawn between the fake Jesus dying on the fake cross and the real Jesus dying on the real cross, the fake Jesus resurrecting, the real Jesus resurrecting, what is that, what is that one thing that must happen? called repentance. Bible says, repent, the kingdom of God is near, is here. See, religion will not repent. Who was Jesus talking to when he said repent? Who was John talking to when he was baptizing uh, people and they came down to the river and he said repent? Repent. The religious system, the church system, the fake apostate system is who he was talking to. Yes, he was talking to the world, of course. But who was he addressing that specific time, that specific place, space? It refers to everyone. But who does it hit the heart of? It hits the heart of the father of lies, of the sons of hell, John the Baptist, I'm going to paraphrase this. He saw them coming. Who? The religious system, the Pharisees and the scribes. He saw them coming, wanting to get baptized. And he, I'm paraphrasing, you snakes, you vipers, you sons of hell. You think doing this is going to save your rear end? I got news for you, religious person. You think that going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and sitting in the same pew every week, writing that check, praying that prayer, singing that song, do you think that is going to get you to heaven? Do you think you are pleasing God? If so, I got some news for you. It ain't happening, baby. It ain't happening. The kingdom of God is near. Who is he talking to? The religious system. He was telling them to repent. Repent from what? A false God. You want me to tell you what got Jesus killed? Well, first of all, he knew he had to die and go to the cross for you and I. I knew that. I know that. You know that. But I want to tell you in the natural what got him killed. It wasn't that he was healing the sick and raising the dead and even saying he was the son of God, though that did get their dander up. 
I guarantee you. It was the word repent. That's what drove a stake in the heart of religion. That's when they had to stop and turn away. From what? They had to turn away from a lie, but they couldn't turn away from a lie. If they turned away from a lie, it would not keep the religious system going, just like today. If the church out there, the apostate church, turns from the lie, they cannot keep their business going. They cannot keep their, their buildings, turn the heat on, turn the air on, drive their, their uh, Mercedes-Benz or their SUVs or whatever they're driving. They can't keep this apostasy going. So they cannot repent because repent means to turn away from what? From the lie, from what you are doing. They will not turn from the lie. Jesus was exposing the father of lies and his children. And when he spoke those words, repent, turn away, no more religion, it burned them with rage. Lisa said, God save me from the freezing cold. Man, Lisa. Kim says idolatry. Amen to that. Let's go to um, John 14, 5, 10. John 14, 5, 10. Shanita, you doing okay over there? Absolutely. Anybody uh, show up? Anybody have anything to say? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what do we have there? Anything? Abraham, how about you? Everything's good? Okay. John 14, 5, 10. John 14, 5, 10. Thomas said to him, who, who do you say? Who's he talking to? To him? To Jesus. Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? They knew Jesus was going somewhere. He told them. He answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, that's what irked the religious system. No one could get, they, he was basically telling them no one could get to the Father, to heaven, except through him. Well, that shattered their boat. Because they didn't, they didn't want Jesus. They didn't like, they didn't agree with Jesus. So if what they didn't agree with was the only way to get to heaven, to the Father, the religious system knew they had a problem. They were going to lose their congregation if people started following Jesus. Because he said, I, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. Then he fine-tuned it. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. Oh, they didn't want to hear that. If you really know me, Jesus is saying then you will know my father as well. Meaning that the religious system doesn't know the father. Though they say they do, but it's a fake father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. He's talking to his flock. He's talking to you, he's talking to me. He's talking to the ones who he has pulled out. That we do know him. And we thank you, Lord, that you know us and we know you. We consider that a privilege and honor. 
We come to you humbly. Verse eight, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that will be enough for us. Jesus gets, I believe in this, he gets a little frustrated. Because he goes, he has to go back and remind them and tell them what they have seen, what they have heard, what they have experienced. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? He has been with Jesus, walked and talked with Jesus. Folks, and he had to ask Jesus, show me. Show us the Father. So do you think that if that could happen to Philip who walked and talked with Jesus in the flesh, that couldn't happen to us? Of course it can. That's why we must constantly, constantly repent, constantly be on guard against apostasy because we get brainwashed. So if it can happen to Philip, it happens to us. So we have to go back to God and say, show us the Father. And this is what Jesus says. Don't you know me, David, Shanita, Abraham? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, even after I've spoken miracles to you, words to you, prophecy to you, I've been with you a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He's saying that the one has seen the real Jesus has seen the real Father because it's the only way to get to the real Father. And you say, show us the Father, Jesus said. Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and that the Father's in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing the work. People understand Christ was the fullness. He was the deity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, walking in the flesh. There is one God, but three personalities, three parts to God. And this is what Jesus is saying. Don't you know me? I am in the Father. The Father's in me. We are one. When you speak these words, you stand on them. When you speak truth, this is the story of power. God's power. So again, I ask you the question. What story are you telling? Or are you even telling a story? Do you go to a family gathering and clam up? Do you go to your workplace and shut down? Jesus went into his hometown and he couldn't do any miracles. He did very few. And people say, you know, I've heard preachers preach this, Shanita. Preachers say, well, you know, Jesus couldn't do miracles. He couldn't couldn't perform anything. He had no power because people didn't believe. That's hogwash. You cannot take power away from the living God. The living God's power is not based upon whether you and I believe or not. It's the use of that power is determined on our unbelief. It's the manifestation of that power which is determined on your belief, my belief, your unbelief, my unbelief. It is not God's power. God's power existed long before you and I was here. It will exist long, long after this world is gone. So 
So don't let anybody tell you that Jesus had no power because people did not believe. Now, when you're with family, you have the power of God in you. Jesus, it was transferred to you. I have it in me. I have the authority. You have the authority. You carry it. But when you're with family, let me tell you a story. I, being in the music industry, being a songwriter years ago, Shanita, Abe, I, uh, I had some hit records. And I toured all over the country. And I played all these shows. And hundreds, even a thousand people showed up and, and listened to me play these songs. And, and they knew my songs. And, you know, they were hit songs. And, and people loved what I did. And, and, and they came. And then I went back to my hometown. And it was like I was ice cold. It was almost like I had some disease. They didn't want anything to do with me. They didn't embrace my songs. They didn't embrace what had happened. They almost shunned it. And I asked a friend of mine, I said, can you tell me why I'm experiencing my own hometown, not even knowing, not even caring what I had done? I'll never forget what my friend told me, Shanita. He said, it's because, David, when they see you, they're not seeing the you now. They're seeing the way that you used to be. They're not seeing the guy who wrote those hit songs now, the musician now. They're seeing you when you were fumbling around in some local rock band and, no, and two people would show up to watch. Or when you were a kid running around in bloomers. Bloomers, what's that? Bloomers, that's pants, right? I haven't heard that word in years. What happens when we get around our family and we start talking about the God, we start talking about the story. They don't see you anymore the way that you are. They see you the way you used to be. You still have the power. The power can manifest. It's according to their belief or unbelief, but it is not the fact that God doesn't have the power, because he does. Now let's get back to the story. It is my belief, I'm not saying this is from God, I'm telling you this is what I believe, That if we are telling the story, the real story about the real Jesus, about the real relationship, the power of the living God will smash Satan to hell no matter where you are. Whether you're at work, whether you're with family, whether you're with friends, whether you're on the street. If you're telling the real story, it has so much power. If you're talking about the real Jesus who lived, who died, who rose and offered his blood and busted the chains of hell and exposing Satan's evil deeds like sacrificing children and perversion and addiction and brokenness, disease and death. If you're talking about the real Jesus that did all that, put a nail on the coffin of Satan's evil deeds then you have the power, then people will not even be able to speak. They'll be paralyzed. 
When they do speak, you hope that they will say, I repent, Father. I repent, God. When you speak about the real Jesus who raised the dead, cast out demons, healed the sick, preached the truth, when you talk about the Jesus, you will get pushback. My question is, your love to tell the story, the real story about the real Jesus, your love, does it supersede the fear of being persecuted, the hurt of being censored and shut out? You know what I say? I say, bring it on, baby. Just bring it on, like Rocky, that movie Rocky, Abraham. He won because he didn't go down. It's not that he knocked out his opponent, he won because his opponent couldn't knock him down, Abraham. So he got to the point, Rocky, I think in the ninth, ninth round or eighth round, he just said, come on, bring it on, bring it on. In other words, hit me, hit me, you ain't taking me down. Bring on that persecution, baby. It's not going to bother me. Shane, do we have anybody that... Um, mm-hmm. Out there? Yeah. Yeah. People are saying amen. <laughs> yeah, does, this, does this make sense to you guys? I mean, we want to tell... I, hear, I heard this country singer singing this song we're going to sing in a minute. I love to tell the story. And I wondered if the country singer even knows the story. And he's singing it really good. He sounds great. It's a big star, Shanita. But does he really know the story? What story is he talking about telling? See, I want us to be more specific now in the story that we tell. So the story that you tell your family, your friends, the people on the streets, the people you work with, I want you to be specific about the real Jesus. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you a few, give you a few things. You don't have to say this, but I say it, and I get a lot of questions. I said, would you like to hear about the real Jesus? Not the fake one. Oh boy, I tell you what, you will get everybody's attention. First of all, you'll get the atheist's attention because they'll go, what's this guy talking about? I don't believe in Jesus at all. What what is there, a real and a fake? He's saying, it's all fake to me. Then you're talking to a religious person, they're going, wait a minute, I know the real Jesus. Tell me about the fake Jesus. Well, you're going to be telling the religious person about the Jesus they think they know. That's the fake Jesus. That's what will blow them away. Do you want to hear the story about the real Jesus? And his love and his glory? But what's his glory? I'll tell you part of his glory. The fact that he came to earth, died for you and me, rose, the power that raised him from the grave to heaven to offer his blessed, the same power that lives in us. And when we do what God wants us to do, that's part of God's glory. He's glorified in us through us. The only way, one of the ways God can be glorified is that we give him glory. And they see us glorifying God. But what about his love? What is love? Love is obedience. Well, I go to church. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about obeying. But I obey most. Ah, you do. Most. Let's talk about the things you may not obey. 
I wonder how many preachers this morning, Shanita, got up in the pulpit and said, let's pray for the sacrificing of our babies to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do it all the time Monday night. We're going to do it on this gathering here this morning. We pray for the sacrificing of our babies to stop. We pray against perversion, sexual perversion. Cast out demons, heal the sick. That's God's love. Is when you tell the truth, you are obeying God. It's obedience. That is showing your love for God. And the obedience is not going to church on Sunday morning only. Or even going to a church. It is talking the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me God. Just letting you guys know, I'm preaching out of this book I wrote called True Power, if you want a copy of it. Uh, We'll be telling you how to get the copy a little bit later on. Um, And also some things that I'm talking about are also in this book, End Times Investigation. Both of them are brand new. Because people say to me, David, how can I get, you know, some of these writings and stuff? And I said, well, I put it in a book. The main writing is the Bible. Don't read any books unless you read the Bible first. Because if you're reading books and they're not telling the truth and you don't know the Bible, you're going to start believing the books and not know what the Bible says. So read the Bible first. That's the number one thing. But then after you read the Bible, I believe God brings books into people's lives that help us from day to day. Jesus is God. Thank you, Kim. T. Rose, and I have been all over the USA, been all over the USA. What, Rose, going to churches? Tell me when you're ready for Q&A. I'm ready for Q&A. What's the... Catherine has a question. Okay. So you were talking about believers who will celebrate the holidays, and should we continue praying for them? Okay, so, and who asked the question? Catherine. Catherine. So Catherine, Catherine asked the question that um, people that call themselves Christians, and maybe they are, I, I don't know, but they celebrate Christmas. Should we continue praying for them to be enlightened, to know the truth, right? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Should we continue praying? Mm-hmm. Yes, we should. We should never stop praying. You see, there's two types of people, folks. There's the people that are the deceivers and the people that are being deceived. I'm talking about the realm of deception. I'm believing that that part of God's children is caught up in this deception. And we are called as watchmen. We are called to blow the trumpet and to let people know what's coming, the truth. If we don't, the blood of the people is on our hands. That's what the prophet said. But if we tell the truth, the the blood of the people on their hands, we have to constantly pray and we have to constantly speak the truth. Now, to me, praying is more important because we have to go go to God first and ask him to give us the wisdom as to when to speak, how to speak, and where to speak it, who to speak it to. The timing of the Holy Spirit will open the door as to when we do speak to people. The problem with a lot of do-gooder Christians 
children of God is they just want to go out and preach all the time without the timing of the Holy Spirit. See, God has to open a door before you can walk through it or I can walk through it and start talking to people about him. God needs to open that door. Yeah, and to further explain, it's not just Christians who celebrate, but when they know what God's will is or they know that they should be asking for his will, but they don't want to. Yeah. Should we be praying for them? Absolutely. We should always pray that people will understand God's will, that people will come into an enlightenment. People will come into a place, and I don't want this to sound egotistical because I don't know how any of us say it, but as God uses you each week here at this time in this gathering, and he uses me, and he speaks through you and speaks through me and gives us wisdom, we pray that others will receive what we're getting. We pray that others will receive what we're getting. How dare we receive this and we don't ask others or don't ask God to enlighten others. So we should also always pray. What, what else was the question? That was the only question so okay. far. All right. Awesome. I think we got that. I think we got that earthquake again down there, Abraham. All right, um, let's go to, um, you know, T. Rose said that she was homeless. She'd said she'd been all over the United States. And T. Rose, you were homeless. And um, I guess traveling is a homeless person. You know, I want to talk about the homeless just for a second before we go into our song. I... I talk to homeless people on the street quite often when the opportunity arises. And did you know that they have more of a consciousness of God than most people go into church? Do you know that they will speak God's, they will speak closer to God's truth than many religious people I see going into a church? Do you know that homeless will listen to me A lot easier, and it's easier for me to get across something across to a homeless person than it is a person that is religious, walking into a church. Can you all tell me why that is? Why is it easier to talk about the things of God with homeless people? Not always, but many times. Why is it easier to do that than it is with someone who thinks they know God and has it all wrapped up? What is the thing there? What's going on? Well, I think two things are happening. Number one, a homeless person doesn't have much. So there's not a whole lot for them to lean on. And whether they'll admit it or not, I believe when you don't have much, you're more apt to lean on God. When you have things that are seen, it's harder to lean on something that's not seen. But when you have unseen things, you don't have things, it's easier to lean on something that's unseen, which is God. T. Rowe says, yes, I have a calling on my life. That's awesome. And uh, Kelly says, I've thought a lot about that. Number two. The homeless people are homeless. 
I don't care what anybody says, they're humble, they're humiliated, they don't have a home. The only way we can come before the one and true only living God is if we become humble. If we understand we have no home except for the home of God. But no, oh no, 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 I got this nice home. I got my SUV. I got my bank account. Yeah, well, all those things can be used to keep us from things that are unseen, which is God. Homeless people don't have that. They have nothing. So when you have nothing, it's easier to see God. They're humble, humiliated. They're down, they're low. You know, uh, to, to, to repent, you need to get on your face and eat carpet. Homeless people are almost there. Now, unfortunately, a lot of them are not eating carpet and repenting of their sins. Although I believe many are. I believe, and I'm going to say something. I say this with joy. I believe we're going to be in heaven one day. We're going to look around and we're going to see a third of who's there that were homeless people going to be in heaven and we're going to look around for those who we thought we were there, which is the church, the apostate church, and they're going to be nowhere to be found. We're going to see homeless people in heaven and apostate church-filled people in hell. Who did Jesus talk to? Many people followed, followed him around. They were homeless. They had nothing. That's why they could grasp onto the words he was saying. That's why he said, and I'm paraphrasing, Father, thank you for taking the lowly, the unpopular, what the world sees as unworthy. Thank you for taking these and lifting them up. Thank you for taking the ones that the world considers stupid and making them wise. Jesus said, thank you. And that's what he's doing. He's taking people like you and I, people like me, who don't have a lot of education, who don't know a lot of things in the ways of the world, and he's lifting us up to preach the word of God. He's taken me and you who don't have a lot of things in the ways of the world and don't have a lot of uh, popularity or whatever, whatever it is that the world wants and he's raising us up to preach the truth, to tell the story. You see, it's a supernatural event. That's the only way it can happen. It's the only way it's explainable. It's easy to see a popular preacher on television uh, that writes books and makes millions and has 40,000 people in their congregation. It's easy to see how they could be lifted up. That's in the natural. But it is very, very difficult to understand how someone like you and I that doesn't have anything can be lifted up to speak the word of God. To raise the dead, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. That's supernatural. 
It's the only way it can happen. So let me tell you out there, if your family, if your friends, your workplace have been putting you down, if you've been looking at yourself in the mirror saying, I don't have a lot of money, I, people don't know who I am, I'm not really worried, let me tell you something. Welcome. You have the credentials now to speak the truth, to talk about the living God, the true God, the only one God. You have been chosen to tell the story. You have been chosen. You have been chosen by God. Congratulations. Amen. Thank you, T. Rose. Thank you, Dave, for preaching the truth. You're welcome, T. Rose. Homeless for, I'm traveling all over the country for years. And now they're here. T. Rose is here, praising God with us. Mm -hmm. But folks, we're all homeless. Mm. You got a home? Thank you, Miss Kay. Thank you for that. You can feel the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We're all homeless. Well, David, I got a home. Yeah, you got a home. I bet you got a big fat mortgage that comes along with that. I bet that makes you have to go out and get a job and to work and spend time. I don't want to get into that. Nothing wrong with owning a home. Nothing wrong with uh, going out and working. But if we must remember that our real home, our true home, our eternal home is in heaven. Are we busy tending to our eternal home instead of painting our earthly home? Cleaning it up? Are we worried about our earthly vessel, our home, our house, more than we are our heavenly vessel, the temple, our heavenly home? I love to tell a story. I love the story, and I love you guys. You know... I want to go to the Lord uh, with the song. And uh, this is an amazing song. It's, uh, I love to tell the story. Whoever wrote this song, Shanita, pull this up. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you able to pull it up, Abraham, on the uh, internet and tell me who wrote this song? Because this song is anointed. When I was singing it this morning, I just cried like a baby. Mm-hmm. I cried like a baby. I love to tell the story. But when you just sing it and you don't realize that you need to tell the real story, and I'm thanking God now that we know the real story because we know the real Jesus, the truth and the way, when we sing this song, we're going to love to tell the story. Both Kate, Hanky, and William Fisher. Hanky and William Fisher. What year did they write this? That was 1866 and 1869. 1866, they wrote this song. How many years ago is that? 150 years ago? I love to tell the story. you can do, go to your computers and pull up I love to tell the story, you you have the words with me I love to tell the story 
love to tell the story. And hallelujah. Thank you, Lisa. Proud to be your pastor. Thank you, Kim. God bless you. I love to tell a story. Mm, I love to tell the story of unseen things above. Jesus in His glory, of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longing. As nothing else will do I love to tell the story Will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and It's wonderfully sweet I love to tell the story For some had never heard The message of salvation From God's only word my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus in his love so let me ask you a question when you tell the story will it be your theme in glory when you're standing in heaven God look at you and say well done good and faithful servant for telling the truth for talking about my real son and warning people about the fake son will this be your theme and glory when there's a new song to be sung will you sing the same one honoring God honoring the true Christ so let me tell you something friend if you don't do it now don't think you'll be doing it in heaven. I tell people now, if you're not willing to dance and shout and sing for God right here on earth, then why in the world do you think you're going to shout and sing in heaven? If you're not willing to tell the true story right now, then the question is,
When will you be willing to tell the story? I love to tell the story for those who know it best. It seems hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. Sing it with me. I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. I'm going to sing the first verse again. I want you to listen to it. And I want you to sing it with me. As you talk about unseen things, as you talk to your, to your family about the unseen things, as you talk to them about the power of God, about raising the dead, about healing the sick, casting out demons, as you talk to them about the real story, will they stop and they listen because they've never heard it before? you told the real, real, real story about Jesus and His love. And as you sing it again, I want you to sing it and tell God how much you love telling the truth, how much you're willing to die because you believe in something, how much you're willing to give up your life to really live. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love, the fact He died for us on the cross. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. Speak the truth. It satisfies my longings. And nothing else could do. I love to tell the story. I love to tell the story. Will be my theme in glory. Tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. Let's sing it one last time. I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old Jesus.
believe there's people this morning that are here all over the world that have heard this in a way they've never heard it before. It's God speaking. Not just through me, but through you. What is that? That's the real story. Now that we know the real story, I believe there's many out there that are empowered to carry it to the world. To not worry about the persecution, to not worry about the censorship, to not worry about their life. But only to love Jesus. so much. God bless you guys. Don't you love to tell the story, the real story? Don't you love to tell the truth? When I think of telling the truth, it just brings tears to my eyes. Why? Because Jesus told the truth. He told the truth for you and he told it for me. The Father sent him down to die on the cross for you and I to take that pain, to rise from the grave to the Father to offer his blood so that you and I could live, so you and I could be here right now. Jesus told the truth. He would not back down. He would not water it down. He would never let it be manipulated. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He nailed Satan right in the heart. And he gave us that same power that he had. We have it in us. And we have the power to tell the truth. The story. Amen. All right, Shanita, it's been a great time today. Mm. Uh, do we have a prayer request? We do. Okay. We I have so far and the rest please email them to admin at davidhebner.tv and we'll um, join together in prayer yeah. Tuesdays. I'm going to pray for you guys um, just email admin at david at davidhebner.tv david, sorry admin at davidhebner.tv right Shanita? Tell us your prayer request. We have a team of prayer warriors that want to pray for you. Right now, Lord, I'm lifting up uh, Colorado, Marjorie, Zeta, and Jean. I'm lifting up each and every person listening to my voice right now. The ones that were not able to get in their prayer requests, maybe they hesitated, maybe they thought that it wasn't the right time. I'm asking God for a special anointing and a special blessing right now on each and every person both mentioned and unmentioned. There's those out there that need a healing, Father. We're commanding that healing in the name of Jesus. Healing of the stomach. 
healing of the eyes, of the back, of those knees, healing of a prostate, breast cancer. We're praying, Father, for those caught up in addiction. They're your children caught up in addiction. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind, cast out that demon of addiction. Demon, you are gone. You have no right to the children. You are gone. You will not return. We pray for the brokenhearted, for the broken families, for those that are hurting financially. Father, we're asking for a complete restoration. I'm asking for protection over those who the evil one is trying to destroy. Asking for protection around them, their families, and their houses, apartments, their dwellings. And we pray that the evil sacrifice of our babies will stop. In the name of Jesus, we pray that for what you made for perfect for man, for woman, will no longer be perverted. That perversion is gone of any form. We come against loneliness. There's someone out there that's very lonely. I'm asking Father for comfort, supernatural comfort. And Father, last but not least... I ask that you can reprogram our mind of Christ, that you keep us from being brainwashed by religion. That you will give us discernment and give us the power to speak out against it. In Jesus' name, show us the power. Show us how to use it. Pray for Pam's nephew, Daniel. Thank you for that prayer request. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate it. Hey, if you'd like to support the ministry, um, we sure could need your help. Um, thank you for your prayers, your encouragement. Um, if you could consider becoming a financial partner, just go to David Heavener. TV forward slash give. You can call 844-806-0006. You can even text the word um, chosen to 91999. We do have the, every day I want to share with you, every uh, Sunday morning, we do have the Last Evangelist DVD. Please consider ordering that. Uh, it's got banned videos on it, things that have gotten kicked off. Um, in this eight hours of end times investigation with uh, miracles and Bible prophecy, Antichrist, Illuminati, Satanism, demonic powers. I got people like L.A. Marzulli, Michael Lake, great, late great Russ Dizdar, Josh Peck, a lot of people. Please consider supporting the ministry. Don't forget my books, um, End Times Investigation, True Power. If you could please consider supporting us, just uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order. Or again, call Shanita at 844-806-0006. I love you guys. Thank you, um, everybody. Thank you. Amen. We love you. Thank you, Marjorie. I appreciate it. Um, th thank you, Evan Lisa. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. You mean so much to me showing up here every Sunday. Um, and even the ones that can't show up, you download this 
whether you're here live or whether you're watching it through the download, uh, we pray that God's word has reached out to you. You've been blessed. And we pray for you and for your families. Uh, we're doing episode two of Last Evangelist, Shanita. And if people want to uh, know about that, go to lastevangelist.com. Uh, pray for us, please. Um, <clears throat> episode one, uh, bless people. And episode two is about the vaccine. Um, you need to go and check that out. If you'd like to support us, you can go to lastevangelist.com. You can be an actor, producer, whatever. Okay, love you guys. God bless you all. I appreciate you. I will see you next Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If the Lord doesn't return, uh, we will be together. And uh, we take this as an honor. And we thank God for it. All right. Love you guys. God bless.